Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Eastern world. It was his eighth and final State of the State address to the General Assembly. It happened last night at 7 o'clock. And in it, Eric Holcomb was detailing not only his accomplishments of his administration, but also previewing things to come. It is 17 minutes after 10 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So the reality is, um, and obviously we tell a much different tale of truth on this show than the just lie and spin factory that have come out of uh, 200 West Washington Street for the past eight years. And the reality is, and there's nothing Eric Holcomb can say or do or whatever stooge crony he sends out on his behalf on social media on the slobber love fest from these uh, establishment you know, goons and donors and lobbyists. I mean, they've loved the guy. He's been great for them. The reality is, under Eric Holcomb, it, it, we have seen the largest expansion of the cost of government in our state's history, the largest expansion of the role of government in our state's history, and the largest expansion of the size of government in our state's history. Despite record revenue coming into the Treasury, uh, taxpayers have never seen more taken out of their pockets than they are seeing uh, today. And the reality is that Eric Holcomb, on the regular, has stuck his giant oversized middle finger in the face of regular people in order to enrich and embolden his corporate and donor and lobbyist friends. Um, I think in a nutshell, if you were to sum up who Eric Holcomb has been as governor uh, and what his time as governor has been, there are two actions that really stand out to me. Uh, First and foremost, in the early days of COVID, when he locked the state down, um, and then, of course, didn't follow his own mandates. People will famously remember the maskless photo of Holcomb with the strangers in the local diner while he went to his governor's cabin after laying out a bunch of rules of the road for everyone else. Um, There was a rally outside the statehouse in which law-abiding, very peaceful people Uh, obeyed all rules and applications and were there to simply say, we don't want any freebies, Mr. Governor. We just simply would like our businesses open and our jobs back. And all those people uh, were there and behaved and there was not one single solitary arrest. And those people picked up their trash and their seats and went home quietly. And Eric Holcomb's response to that was to call those people a human Petri dish. Mm -hmm. And if you compare and contrast that with how Holcomb handled the riots of 2020, where he not only called that a noble cause and sided with those people in the mornings and days after the the downtown was destroyed um, and did absolutely nothing to prevent further violence and destruction the next night, as we saw round two of the summer of love. He then, in the days after, sided with and, and propped up and made the poster child Malik Muhammad, who threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live statewide television. Uh, it was a scene that was like something out of a made-for-TV movie. And in the days after Malik Muhammad 
threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live TV. Not only was Malik Muhammad never arrested or held to account, he got a very famous VIP meet and greet with Eric Holcomb, where they were shaking hands and outside the garden at the governor's mansion and and uh, various accounts to what degree there's in dispute. But the fact is Malik Muhammad was allowed to help write part of the police reform bill that law enforcement uh, now is bound by in the state of Indiana. So if you are a peaceful law-abiding person who didn't want anything from the governor, you just wanted your business open and and be allowed to go back to work, you were called a human petri dish. If you were a guy who threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live TV, uh, and then, of course, the tale of Malik Muhammad, since Holcomb didn't do anything about Malik Muhammad, he's now in jail for attempting to kill cops out in Portland, uh, you were given a VIP meet and greet with the governor. And that, to me, is the seven years that Eric Holcomb has been governor. That's who he is. And there is no amount of whitewashing or speeches or anything else that is ever going to change how we address that giant piece of human garbage on this radio program. He was welcomed into the state house by a round of applause and hugs from uh, Suzanne Crouch. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. wait. You can say that again. He he was hugged by Suzanne Crouch. Are you talking about the round of applause no, when well, he entered the... Well, yeah. so both. So that's very important because you've got Suzanne Crouch out running for governor mm-hmm. right now. And she said she could come on the show. They have not gotten back to us. They reached out to us. We said, anytime you name it, we've not heard back from her yet. We're going to give them the benefit of that, the doubt and assume by the end of the week, they'll have something for us. But she is running and trying to convince people that whatever he did, I'm not accountable for. And yet, no matter what he does... She's always there for him, holding his hand and hugging him and giving him millions of dollars for re-election. And this is important. Every opportunity this woman has, and if she comes on here, you damn better bet we're going to ask her and hold her accountable on this. Every opportunity she has to run away from him, she will not do it yet. She wants you to not hold her accountable when you vote in the Republican primary for governor. Yep. He avoided directly talking about the pandemic and instead he emphasized Indiana's economy and manufacturing industry. And he called the state's effort to create generational change, the Indiana model. As a former Navy man, I'm drawn to a motto embraced by Grace Hopper one of the first female admirals in the United States Navy. And I quote, a ship in port is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. In that same spirit, I do not plan to safely stay anchored in port for the next 12 months. After all, standing still is not what we are built for here in Indiana. So to frame up our time here tonight and going forward, I'd like to talk about something I call the Indiana model, which guides all the work that we've been doing together to create lasting generational change. He says uh, they're going to take giant leaps rather than baby steps. And he went on to talk about the Health First Indiana initiative, which is a public health initiative that he pushed since last year. And here he is. List- wait, 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 wait. Time out. Before we do this, we can't just let that go in address because okay. this, is, this is really important, Casey. Yeah. Because remember, Eric Holcomb was hand-chosen to be the governor of the Mm -hmm. state of Indiana. Okay, Eric Holcomb was dead last in a U.S. Senate primary, 
when he had to stand on his own two feet because he's a goof and a loser and a weirdo. And when he had to run his own campaign, people looked at him and said, you're a goof, you're a loser, and you're a weirdo. And somehow, magically, in the same year, went from last in a U.S. Senate primary and dropping out to being governor of the state of Indiana. He was hand-chosen by a group of party insiders and elitists because they knew he would do the bidding of reforming Indiana. And what we mean by that is those people, those insiders and elitists, if you're a regular person, and that's why the human Petri dish comment is so important. He told you what he thought and what they think of you as a regular person who just wants to go to work and be left alone. Their view of success was transforming Indiana. Many, many people were going about their lives each day going, hey, I like Indiana. I like cornfields. I like peace and quiet. I like being able to have an affordable cost of living. I kind of like a more limited view of government. I'm really okay with the way things are going. And they looked at those people with such disdain that their view of success is how many cornfields can we plow down and how many bright, shiny objects can we erect? And you notice the government, despite all this revenue that's come in, it hasn't made it any better for the regular people. The jobs for the regular people aren't any better because those those bright, shiny objects have been filled by outside, many times foreign corporations mm -hmm. with workers who have come in from out of state. So all that's happened for you is your taxes have got gotten larger. I mean, look at property taxes, example A, but there's many, many taxes that have gotten larger. Your taxes have gotten larger. The government has gotten bigger. The government has gotten more invasive. None of all this revenue has gone to make your life better or more importantly, allowed you to make your life better. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that absolutely has to be addressed because- People need to walk, as he walks out the door, this guy, you need to know how much he hates, he hates you. And I know, I spent two years in that state house around those people in the buildup to what would become Eric Holcomb. I saw the people that run the show. I know how they view regular people. They hate you and he hates you. Did you notice that he did not address the recent, we'll just call it a rounding error that left the state a billion dollars short in the uh, Medicaid needs. What's a billion dollars amongst friends, Casey? Didn't mention it at all. But and, no, and, nobody's been, and nobody's been fired. Nobody's been let go. The ineptitude of the Holcomb-run government